Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai, it's Sarah Hendy here with you until half past six. And this evening, we're speaking to photographer Sarah Callow. Plus, we have some music from Ellen Clegg and Peter Woodman, who visited Christie on Saturday Live Lounge last weekend too. can't stay till half six don't worry you can download the podcast on our website which is maxradio.com or you can subscribe so that every episode is delivered to your device for free we have photographer sarah callow with us now whose work has recently featured in two uk exhibitions home invited artists to explore what home means to them and 200 images from 80 different artists were selected for the final show the image i submitted for that was the first time that i'd shot a person rather than a building so um but i kind of use the same techniques to shoot them so it is still like a quite a formless thing and it's focusing on like individual parts of the body rather than the person as a whole so it's still stripping it back from your traditional portrait photography which is kind of based on the content and can you get to know the person but it's more about just the way they they look and how they fill the frame for me um, so I'd, I'd shot just 24 photographs and it was again it was a kind of a crossover thing to see whether I could expand from the sort of the more sort of cityscape industrial side of things to something that was a bit softer um, and yeah it was just it's something that came up and I just decided that I was going to enter it to see whether I could get somewhere and it was it's great to be accepted and in the shooting of those photographs, like you say, sort of relating to humans rather than buildings, it's interesting that you're still sort of focusing on the same kind of details, I suppose, the same sort of corners of uh, snapshots that are abstract almost um, because they're focusing so much on just one very small aspect of a, a, of a person. Um, how was it working with people? What kind of relationship did you build up? And Because I suppose if you go out into an urban landscape, it's just you and the landscape really, whereas with people, it must have had a totally different feel to it. It was, but the the whole point of it was that, um, for me, I knew the person very well. Um, I knew them very intimately, so it wasn't... The relationship was already there, and I kind of exploited that to get these images, I suppose. But that was the whole kind of point of it and then when I saw the brief for the project and it was basically like what does home mean to you and I I thought the two things came together really nicely because when you're at home you kind of shed all that armor that you put on through the day and you let people know who you really are and you let people see you in the way that you really are and just expose everything so I guess that's how it kind of came together for me. And you have like intimate moments with people you trust within that environment. And it's nice to be able to feel secure when you go home to just, you know, take everything off and just be without having to have any expectations or without necessarily needing to feel anything just existing within that environment. Were you able to see how other people responded to that? brief did you see how other people interpreted it what 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 did you what did you find um yes so there was 80 different photographers that were selected and the exhibition was curated so everybody sent in digital images and they were all square format which they then had printed to 
the same size. So it's kind of like a, a, a wall of imagery. And then that's quite interesting because you see how relationships are formed between certain images. And it was interesting to see how how people interpreted the home environment. There's a lot of nostalgia there, I think. There's a lot of people looking back to, you know, their grandparents' houses and what they grew up with. And it was very interesting. You're taking part in another exhibition at the Oxo Tower in London. Uh, tell us a bit about, about the theme of this exhibition and how you came to be involved. This exhibition is an open one, actually, so there isn't really a theme. It's um, It's been put together by an organisation that are London-based, but they are trying to kind of like bring together people that are interested in photography right across the board so they they do tuition and they'll take people out on walks around the city photographing and there's also this more professional side of it which is bringing everyone together and having like an open exhibition let's see the uniqueness of your photographic repertoire so there there wasn't any brief for that it was kind of like do whatever you do whatever you want to do and let's see how that evolves. So it's going to be interesting to see how they hang it because there's some really different work that's been submitted. Some people have a lot, they have a lot more experience than I do. So I'm kind of going in there as a sort, because I sort of only just returned to this in the past year, although I have worked in this area before, but I've only started to like really focus on seeing where this can lead me in the past year. And there are people that have got 20 years experience, like, as photographers in the industry so it's a little bit nerve-wracking for me in actual fact so I'm not I'm not the best person at, at like putting myself forward and saying here I am I'm a photographer so I, that's going to be very interesting for me to have to kind of step into that side of things. The collection of work you've brought to show me today is all analog photography it's a process which can change at any stage of the game there are so many variables is it important to you to have that that kind of control and to experiment within those those really wide parameters yeah i think it's important to have that control over the process um it's just it makes you feel more involved and it makes you feel like you're crafting something and that's always been important to me in a world where analog photography, I know it's a it's a fantastic art form, and it's something that I think uh, at college you're encouraged to explore a lot. But it's it's kind of there's some kind of resurgence going on. It's like a it's like a craft renaissance. Maybe people are starting to value processes and authenticity a lot more than we than we have previously. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's only gaining momentum, and I think that's because we're living in a predominantly digital age. So much of our life is based around digital applications, digital devices. We're, we're living a lot of our life online and we're not necessarily connecting anymore with the world that's around us. And I think that's why things like analog photography, things like vinyl and definitely ceramics are becoming more and more prevalent because people want to use their hands, they want to use their bodies and they want to feel connected to the world around them. It's almost more precious when, you, when you're doing analogue photography because um, you can't take a thousand images and pick the best one. Um, does, that, does that aspect appeal to you? Do you have to consider every single shot you take? It's actually really frightening when you first start doing it because you just have such a lack of control over that process. There's a lot of trust that has to go into it. You have to believe in yourself and believe in the equipment that you're using because in this day and age, if you take a photograph, you can see it straight away and you know if you've done it right or you haven't done it right. 
but you can't do that with film. You have to disconnect from that capture process because until you go through the process of developing it and you see what you've got, you can never be certain that you've done it right, although you might have followed all the same processes that you'd followed previously. So you do have to take more time over it because you don't have that instant recall. Did I get the right composure? Was the exposure right? Was it in focus? Until you develop the film, you don't know. But also, you've got that finite set of pictures. I mean, you could have another roll in your pocket, but if you go out to shoot one film, you've got either 24 or 36 photographs, and that's it. So you have to use it wisely. And the cost of film is more than the cost of digital. So again, you have to factor that up. If you're de- developing it and paying for that development, it is a more expensive process. So that's why it becomes more precious, I think. And in developing those photographs, are there particular finishes or techniques that you find yourself particularly drawn to going back to and revisiting? Um, Well, I I do black and white photography uh, because it's an easier process. You can do colour, but there are temperature differences and that makes it difficult. Um, I'm using Ilford HP5 film and I'm developing it with Agfa Regional Developer, and I know that that's 20 degrees. The developer has to be within half a degree of 20 degrees for that process to work correctly, and then it's timed out correctly, and it's a fairly easy process. 20 degrees isn't that hot, so you can maintain that temperature quite nicely. But if you're working in colour, it's 30 degrees, and again, it's a half a degree difference. So if you get, if it fluctuates and it's not just the developer, it's every single one of the chemicals has to be at 30 degrees. So it's a more difficult process. Mm-hmm. But you can get colour film developed so easily these days. There's loads of options. You can still get it developed on island and you can send away. There are people on eBay that will develop film for you. You just buy something on eBay and send them your film and they'll develop it for like £5. So it's become a cheap process but interestingly enough the film community across the world has had such a resurgence recently that the days of super cheap color film i think are over because this summer was the first time like in 15 or 20 years that the uk stocks film europe and japan they all ran really really low and everybody had to go back to kodak and back to fujifilm to say we need you to make more film and they have, they've responded to it, but there has been a slight bump in the price because of that. So there are lots of people out there making film stock and it's a very exciting time for film. You describe your work as fine art photography. When you take that film out, you've got your 24, your 36 exposures. What are you looking for? What makes um, a good picture to you? What draws your eye? And I've noticed that it's a lot of perhaps unappreciated corners of the world around us. There's um, And there's real contrast you've got um a lot of sort of dark and light juxtaposed and you've got quite simple textures minimal almost i think minimalism is a theme for me and i'm really interested in form and i'm interested in shape but simplicity is just everything to me and texture as well um i do like to have a a real contrast between i like shadow detail and I I like to have something that's quite the simple focus of my imagery, but it's all to do with the composition, really. I, I think I'm quite good and strong at composing imagery, and all of these images actually were shot on the Isle of Man, so they're not anywhere 
else in the world, but you might think that they probably were. Um, this collection of images, I was, I've always been really drawn to that kind of 1970s era, and I like the the music of the late 70s and the early 80s, and I'm influenced by Joy Division and the Smiths and all of those kind of, like, Manchester bands. So I always enjoyed the photographs that accompanied the artwork. So to shoot this collection, I I, I found myself uh, an Olympus OM-1 camera, which was the first of the small-scale Olympus cameras. And it's it's fully manual. It's got a through-the-lens light meter, but I have to do all the settings myself. Um, and... I'm sort of replicating that the look of that era by using a camera from that era as well and that I find that very exciting I I really do I'm not too sure why but I think it creates some very atmospheric images which is kind of what I'm after to be honest it'd be it'd be really lovely if one day we can come out with you and just sort of yeah spend 10 minutes or something going through what it what you do when you're out and about it because we don't get to see many people's processes so it'd be really lovely to talk to you about what you're doing and because photography in itself I mean it's a it's a whole world analog photography there's something there's something different every time you, you flick a switch every time you turn a dial you get a totally different result it'd be lovely to do that with you um if people want to want to see more of your work though where where can they find it so I'm on Instagram. It's a bit of a mixed bag, my Instagram, though, but I quite like that because I think sometimes if you've just got an art-based one and it's not, like, really you, it, I think you need a bit more of that kind of approachable side. So sometimes you will see pictures of my dog and my friends, but, you know, it's it's quite nice to be not, not precious about your image-making because I guess people think because I'm a, I'm, I've gone back to analogue that, I am precious about the process, but I'm I'm not a photography snob in any way, shape or form. I think Instagram is fabulous. I think digital is really, really good and it's going some really interesting places. There you can actually do cameraless photography if you want to. If you're in the dark room you can do camera obscuras. There's so much stuff that you can do. It's just that going back to, to shooting film has captured my imagination and it's really it's kind of inspired something within me and it's working for me as a process. So whatever you find that works for you as a process is what you should do. Mm-hmm. And there aren't any rules to this. So just get out there and be creative. Why do you think you took a break from analogue and what do you think brought you back to it? I think I've I've tried to do a lot of different things because I'm a creative and I've been very varied. And it was actually my first degrees in English studies. So I was... I was once once upon a time I had aspirations to be a writer but the course was very open so we did like history and we did philosophy and we did film studies and I then didn't know what to do with that once I finished so I went back to college and I did a lower level course in media which again let me do a bit of everything and that's when I started to do analog photography. Uh, Adrian Cowan he's a a photography lecturer up there he's my mentor really he's taught me everything I know um he was the person that is responsible for getting me into analog photography um and then afterwards I wasn't sure what to do and I wanted to go into film that was my so I went to and did a master's degree and that was media and we not really a lot of photography it was it was mostly filmmaking prose um but what I realized when I came back and then I I had to live my life and 
living in the world that we all have to live in it's actually a very difficult thing to make films and it's an extended process you got to write the script and then you need to shoot it and you need to get other people involved you got to edit it and i just didn't have the time or the focus that really it's the focus that i've struggled with so i've kind of flitted around between like lots of different things and i think what i realized is coming back to photography i could create something that was more of a single frame narrative so i could pack everything in to that one photograph that i might have then all the aspects that i might have wanted to explore within that longer form of the filmmaking process and i'm i, I work at ucm but i'm not full-time so I, I usually have two half days a week to play with so it just slotted in like really easily i could just take a camera and go out shoot an afternoon and then come back and you know spend an, an evening develop that film so i i kind of started to pick up the process like bit by bit and it was really it was scary and it was exciting and it, it was kind of like jumping into something without knowing what the outcome was going to be because i'd done it before and as a technician up there i support all of these processes all the time and i'll say to students, students will come and say uh oh, how do I do this? And I'll go, oh, you need to do that. You need to set it to this aperture. You need to... But I wasn't doing it myself. And that's the thing, you see. I I knew how to do it all, but I wasn't doing it myself. And then going back into doing it, you realise, actually, it's a lot more difficult than just saying, do that. Um, but it was quite an interesting process, and that's how I got back into analogue photography. And how do you feel now? Because, like you say, starting anything again, it's like, I don't know, I went back to drawing again for the first time in about five years and I wasn't sure I could even pick the pencil up and hold it properly. It's really, it's, it's terrifying. You're not sure whether you're sort of picking up where you left off or whether you've kind of got to start from scratch again. Yes, I think that's how it was because this is quite a structured process and knowing bits of the process is not really good enough. If you want to get consistent results, you need to know the whole process start to finish. So it was like going back to square one. Although in the whole time I've still been shooting on digital. I've been shooting a lot of digital stuff, but I hadn't really known what to do with that or I didn't have something specific in mind to be able to take that forward. And I think that's what I've realised you can experiment you can be broad with what you do but you need to have something that pulls it all together some specific theme that you're working towards otherwise the possibilities are just too large and you get lost you get swamped in it and you need to find something that you can see through from beginning to end spotlight brought to you by the isle of man arts council I dare say you're enjoying a Saturday Live Lounge with Christy D. Haven as much as I am. It's on at seven o'clock every Saturday evening. And Christy usually has some live guests in the studio. This week, her guests were Erlen Clegg and Peter Woodman, who shared an original song by Erlen and a surprising cover. Do you remember when the Tamworth 2, the pigs, escaped? Yes! Well, a while after that, there was a tweet or something from Isle of Man Constabulary saying that a large black pig had escaped and was running wild on the west coast of the Isle of Man and uh, it amused me so much that I wrote this song about it. (laughs) 
Oh, that was brilliant. Thank you so much. That's Ellen Clegg and Pete Woodman live in the studio. I always ask my studio guests in the Saturday Live Lounge and previously Sunday Soundtrack as well to do a cover for me because I think it says something about the group and you have chosen to do something very interesting, Ellen. Tell us what you've chosen to do. Um, well, I just I had this buzzing around my head. It was a Lead Belly song um, and because I tend to be more comfortable singing in Manx, I, I translated it as well. So Absolutely brilliant. What did you think when you heard it translated there, Pete? Well, you know, yeah, it was interesting. I thought if Lead Belly was Manx, this is probably what he would have written. <laughs> Fantastic. So just tell us the name of the song that you're going to do. Uh, on a Monday. Wonderful. And in Manx, that is? Uh, well, I'm calling it Ejaloon. It's sort of Monday night. I mean, to me, that sounds brilliant. But, you know, <laughs> I know nothing. Uh, Ellen and Pete, take it away. have time for this week i'll be back tomorrow afternoon from one o'clock with christy dehaven on late lunch spotlight returns next wednesday at six and don't forget you can catch the podcast at manxradio.com if you missed anything this evening 
Have a lovely creative week. Slen you.